Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to The Treatment Room with Tess and Lauren, the podcast by estheticians, for estheticians, and those who seek to learn about their own skin from a professional's perspective. We're diving into our whys as licensed skincare therapists, sharing in our career journeys, and separating the gimmicks from the real heroes in skincare. Welcome to the treatment room. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the treatment room. I'm Tess, and I have my co-host Lauren joining me today. We have an absolute dream guest on the podcast. We are so excited she's going to be joining us. She is somebody who has inspired and educated us from the get-go. You may already know her from her Instagram and YouTube content. She's also an esthetician to many famous faces you might recognize, including Jennifer Garner, Kate Beckinsale, Tyra Banks, Rosie Huntington-Whiteley, the list goes on, but I think what we can learn from Nerida is how to attract your dream clientele, people who truly value your worth. We're so excited for this episode, and we'll give you a bit of background on Nerida before we get started. She was born in Australia, and at an early age, she knew that she wanted to devote her life to understanding and caring for the skin. At the age of 19, she opened her very first facial center and since then has opened her boutique skincare clinic in Beverly Hills. Since then, she has built a loyal following of clients and an ever-growing roster of global VIPs. Nerida Joy has been named one of the top facialists in the country by Elle and Self Magazine. She has been profiled in over 60 prestigious beauty publications worldwide and served on the editorial advisory board of New Beauty Magazine for over 10 years. We are so excited to introduce her and we hope you guys enjoy. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the treatment room with Tess and Lauren. Today, we are so beyond excited to have renowned esthetician Nerida Joy on the podcast. So welcome, Nerida. Thank you. It's so good to be here, ladies. We're so happy to have you and dive into your expertise. Our audience is widely estheticians and those who are really interested in learning more about how to take care of the health of their skin. So we know you are the perfect person to have on. Could we start off by asking you for a little bit of background of you as an esthetician, how you got into the industry, and where you are now. Yes, absolutely. Um, Okay, well, uh, back in 1978 was when I graduated beauty school, so that was 42 years ago, and I graduated beauty school in Sydney, Australia. I I just knew what it is I, I wanted to do when I was in uh, finishing school and um, my father said to me, you know, you know what it is you want to be in life, you get out there and you be the best you can. And so I, you know, I started beauty school and it was, it was always so interesting to me because I felt, you know, everybody's so different, you know, and, and skin is also different. And 
you know, the skin tones, the skin colorings, just, just the way it's, it's all built, how it's structured. And I, I felt that that was something that was so fascinating to me in beauty school and, and then sort of getting out of beauty school. And I first went and I worked with a makeup artist and, and then moved into a salon where I was working under a lady that um, had quite a few girls working there. I'm also an electrologist. I studied um, nutrition. I spent 12 years just after beauty school. I went on and I did, you know, Reiki one and two. I did kinesiology. I did foot reflexology and I would go and meditate over flowers. I worked with Ian White, which is the Australian uh, bush essences. And I would uh, meditate over flowers and, you know, hike the mountains with those groups of us and, and just to understand the core of, uh, of what that was about. Um, I did a lot in nutrition and I, I worked a lot with crystals. You know, Louise Hay was a big influence in my life and Wayne Dyer. And um, I believe very strongly in affirmations. And so, you know, after finishing beauty school, I just kept studying because I wanted to know as much as I could. And I felt that, you know, when you come out of beauty school and now you're doing facials, it's like you, you know, you have a client on the table and you're just like, okay, here we go. And, you know, your, your, your big concern was, you know, gosh, I've got to get the massage movements right. Or, um, you know, I, I just want them to be comfortable and I, I want them to, to like this. But then, you know, and that was all sort of fine in the beginning. And then I, I just found that there's so much more that I need to know. There's so much more that I need to do to be able to help people and their core and, and really help them with their skin. So I, that's why I sort of, I continued just studying and, and that was a really important part and helped give me the confidence to understand what I was looking at when I had someone on my table. And, and it, um, it helped me develop my own techniques and, and it helped me realize what was really important and, and what I loved because I think you know, one of the big things in, is that for anybody is that when you come out of beauty school that, you know, yes, you're taught certain things and, and yes, you have people come in and share different product lines with you, but ultimately it has to make sense to you. So, you know, if a machine just doesn't feel right to you, then maybe that's not what you should be doing in a treatment. And, and if it's something, you know, that everything that you do as an esthetician, it just has to make sense to you. And I think that, you know, be strong and be courageous with that and, and sort of moving forward. And, and that's what I did, you know, coming out of beauty school, I, I worked it for a couple of people. And I think that's a really important thing because you, you get to work with other people and share stories and you get to learn and grow. And, and then, you know, two years of doing that, I, um, I then went out on my own and started my own business. And it was, um, you know, it was a, a good framework. And again, I'm still studying. I was still learning more about all these things to help me be better at my, my work. But, but ultimately, I mean, you know, it was that. It was finishing beauty school, uh, um, you know, getting out, working with some people, other estheticians and having a boss telling me yay or nay, you know, I don't like that you're doing that or, you know, 
patting you on the back when you are doing good things. But but ultimately, I the reason I stepped away on my own was I just felt that the way that things were being done in the, the last place where I was, was just that it wasn't quite how I wanted to do things. And it wasn't maybe as nurturing as, as I felt it should have been. And it also, you know, it just... I just felt I could do better and I understood what I what I had to do and, and I was prepared to work hard and just knuckle down and, and get to it. And so that's, you know, that's really sort of how I started. It was um, just a, you know, it, it was the, the, the need to want to grow and the need to want to be better and, and be better for my clients was what pushed me to go out on my own. I think that that was the biggest thing for me is that um, I, I need to know more. I need to, you know, I need to do better. I know I can do better. And, and that's what sort of gave me the drive to, to just keep going, keep studying, keep learning. Um, you know, that, that was really important to me at that time and, and still is today constantly. You know, you never stop learning and growing and, and that's a really important thing. Absolutely. That's something Lauren and I are always saying as Estes, we never stop educating and learning and you have to have that ongoing curiosity about what you're doing. Nerida, I wanted to ask about your time when you were considering taking the next leap and starting your own business. Did you have anxiety about taking that next step? Did you have worries about leaving your old workplace or did everything just fall into place sort of seamlessly? You know, I, um, I did not. I'm someone who, um, and it's just my personality, I'm someone who takes risks. And I, I take risks for things I believe in because I believe that, you know what, if I lose everything, then that's okay that I gave my best. Because even in life, whether it be in a relationship or whether it be in my business, it's like I have to give it 150%. You know, I have to give it everything. And if for some reason it just doesn't work, it's like, well, what's the worst that happens? You, you get up and you you go again. So I, I think that um, it was not, not, a, not even a thought in my mind was what happens if this doesn't work? Because I, I feel that, you know, it's life and you know, sometimes, you know, how can you grow if you, if you haven't, you know, gone rock bottom too? It's like for the, you know, I always say the deeper the gullies, the higher your mountains will be. And, and you, you have to, you have to do what feels right to you. You have to fight for the things that you believe in. And if you want to be a star and you want to stand out, then you have to go for it. And, you know, it's, it, it's, as I said, it, it was never a, a consideration because I, I know that, you know, if it, if for some reason it just didn't work, that's okay. Because you know what, Nerida, you did your best and, and you gave it everything. And, and, and I'm proud of myself for feeling that way because I, you know, just in life, it's, it's just, you know, if there's things you believe in, then you get out there and you don't, don't be afraid. You know, you have to have courage and, and um, you've just got to, you've got to do it because I don't want to be, you know, 80 years old and saying to myself, I just wished I had done that. It's like, no, no, no. I've done everything that I wanted to do in my life. And, and sometimes it's painful, but, but that's okay because that's what makes you who you are today. And, 
and every step of it, you know, is is absolutely worth it. Every single step of it. And for the times that that maybe I've had to start over again, um, mostly in relationships in my life, that personal relationships, it's um, but but again, you know, all okay because it's it's it makes you who you are, and and every every step was worth it. Yes, it's all part of the process. And I always love hearing from different estheticians about how they got into the industry because everybody has such a different story. I think it's so incredible. You were, I believe it was 19 when you first started your first business. I think that takes an insane amount of courage. (laughs) Well, you know, it, it was just that I was working in a salon I was not happy, you know, I, I've told this story before, but I'll, I'll share it with you again. I was actually doing an eyelash tint on a client and my boss was standing behind me and she she said to me in front of the client that, I, you know, I used so much tint on that person. She said, you could have done another two more people with that amount of tint. And I just, oh I was so mortified that she said it in front of my client I just thought, you have to be kidding me right now that she did that. I couldn't believe it. She couldn't have waited until my client left and then pulled me aside and said, you know what, that was overly generous with the tint. She just said it blankly there in front of her. And it was at that point, that was the thing that I just said, you know what, this is not okay. This is just not okay. And so it was, you know, my first business was two rooms and a little waiting area. I did not have a receptionist. It was just me. And it was you know, it was an important time um, in that I, I, you know, I wasn't advertising. It was just word of mouth. I was so busy. I was working from 7 a.m. until 11 o'clock at night. And I, you know, it was a time in my life that was um, a a really important time, but it was a time when I I also began, you know, having an eating disorder because I I was not eating properly and I wasn't taking care of myself and um, I wasn't you know, allowing that time to have a little breaks to be able to go to the restroom and eat food and just sit down and enjoy that. I was basically living off apples and it wasn't until, you know, I was married at 18. So I already had, you know, a house and a husband and a a life, you know, that was very big Mm -hmm. and full on top of my business. And I remember afterwards thinking, you know, um, I mean, I don't know how my husband put up with me, to be honest. I was just like, oh, my gosh, I must have been such a nightmare because my whole thing was I, I you know, I, I definitely had started down the track of, like, I like this feeling. And I remember people, my clients bringing in cuttings out of magazines about anorexia nervosa. And I was like, why are my clients bringing me these cuttings, these articles? It's like, and it wasn't until I fainted on the floor in my shower where I, I even thought, oh, my gosh, I have a problem. Um, and I had gone home to see my mother and she had just said, what has happened to you? And I, I, that was when I started uh, on the Louise Hay, you know, learning to love myself because I, I wasn't able to look at myself in the mirror and say I love myself. So my journey was a lot, a, a huge part of my growing was about learning to love myself and, and, and understanding what that meant because it it is a huge key um, or to a lot of uh, issues in life, I think. And I, I think 
especially for a woman of today, um, with social media being, you know, in your face and them, you know, saying this is the ideal body type and, yes. you know, pushing all of this into young people's faces, um, it is really disturbing to me. And I, I'm just very grateful that, again, that that happened to me. It forced me to really, you know, spend years of, of just talking about um, and, and singing affirmations in the car. I, you know, I, I'm, I've said this before, but, I mean, there was an affirmation I used to sing in the car some 35 years ago, and um, it was even longer, probably 40 years ago, and it was um, Louise Hay, and it was deep within my being. There's an infinite well of love. I now allow this love to flow to the surface. It fills my mind, my body, my soul, my very being, and radiates out from me in all directions. The more love I use and give, the more I have to give. The supply is endless. I love myself. So, you know, I would sing this in the car, crying hysterically, um, as I'm emotional even now, just say this to you, ladies. But it's mm -hmm. um, but it was it was such an important thing. I didn't listen to the news, I didn't watch TV. I just had to keep saying, you know, I love myself and and really be able to feel every cell in my body. And um, because that when you are whole as a person and you feel whole, then you can be so much more to anybody else. So that experience and that time for me was so important because I felt that that every, anything I do moving forward, I'm just going to be better and I'm going to be better for everybody else. So it was a really important time in my life, but it, it took me having an issue with eating to come to that place of like, wow, something I need to work on myself. And it, it was working with crystals and it was affirmations and, and a huge, huge fan of affirmations. I, I'm a huge fan because it changed my life. And there's nothing more that, that you can talk about with conviction than something that you've gone through in your life and know that it's changed you, you know, for the, for the better. So, um, so that was a, a very important time in my life and has, has continued to be an important part of my life, you know, moving forward. Yeah, I think that that's such, first of all, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really sorry that you went through that, but I'm so glad that, you know, my mom is a huge, huge Louise Hay fan. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I've, I've grown up at least in the last 10 years, you know, hearing affirmations like that from my mom and they really are like so beautiful and moving and really just, I mean, I was tearing up as you were talking as well. It just, they really hit you deep and they really work. Yes. Um, and I think that I think that it's it's a very important dynamic that you're speaking of as far as loving yourself and caring for your clients as well because we I think a lot of people get into the industry um, of aesthetics to help people yes but then there 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 is that dynamic a lot of times where you're working so many hours and you're constantly giving 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 and Tess and I talk about this a lot you know, you're giving a lot of energy to your clients day in and day out. And you have to take that time to, um, you know, take care of yourself and to, we say, fill your own cup before yes. you can pour from it to anybody else. Yes, that's right. Absolutely. Uh, very, very important. And, um, you know, sometimes, as I said, you know, when you, you know, it's exciting when you get going and it's exciting that you have clients and, 
and and just the feedback and it's all so exciting i mean my you know being in the business 42 years i cannot say this enough but i love my business even more than i loved it before you know it's like it's just it it i just i'm so, i feel so grateful and so blessed that i knew what it was i had to do in my life and um, you know, and, and these things that help you along the way, uh, the Louise Hay for me, you know, an affirmation is something that one has to verbalize out loud. It's, it's not something you can think. It's something that you have to say and, and you're confirming it. And, uh, and I, you know, again, I, I just say I can't stress enough how important that was for me in, in growing and, and just being you know, the, the person, the woman that I am, it, it just is an incredibly powerful thing and an incredibly powerful tool. I've, I've bought so many Louise Hay books and, and Wayne Dyer, I was buying so many to give to my clients that Wayne Dyer, before he passed many years back, had sent me a whole bundle of them to give to people because I, you know, I just the two of them together, um, you know, they both had their, their things that, their ways that were just so powerful and so special and in, in sharing, you know, their, their life, their experience, their knowledge with others. And I, I've, um, you know, definitely shared so much of that with my clients. Um, so it's been, um, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> I think as, as Estes, we absorb so much energy and we have the potential to really transform somebody's spirit and just you know where they are at mentally by just being on our treatment table for an hour so I think those are incredible resources to mention because I know a lot of SDs just you know especially getting into the business when it's all new they can be very overwhelmed and if you are dealing with you know your own personal struggles and have a lot going on mentally, it is really hard to care for people. So I think those are great resources to mention. So our SDs can look those up and, and make sure they're going into the treatment room, feeling confident and secure, which is, I think it's a life's work. It's not an easy, easy fix. It's something we're always, you know, working on, but I think it is so important because it's so important to be present in the treatment room. I think people can really pick up on it when, you know, your mind is elsewhere. You know, I, I, I started this um, series that, um, a course really, that, that I'm still constantly developing and it's the five-star method. And the reason why I did this is that I want Estes to know and understand that being a five-star esthetician is a package. It's not about doing a fabulous facial massage or about, you know, doing a few extractions or using some machine on the face. It's about when that client walks in that door, that everything, you know, that you your table is made to perfection, that you have checked and scanned over everything, that, you know, you have to be mindful of everything because your client notices everything. And, and especially today, you know, it's really important that your room is ready and beautiful for your client and inviting. It's important that anything that, that you've come in with, that you are there for your client and you are in a positive, um, helpful, you know, you're in that place of like, you're, you're there to do your job, you know, and you're there to be the best you can. 
it's about being thorough in, in everything you do. And it's okay if it takes you a while and you want to, you know, you're new as, as a new esthetician, you're starting out and you want to spend some time analyzing their, their skin, but you've got that notepad beside you because you're not sure what you're looking for. You know, it's okay to say to your client, I want to be really thorough today. And I, it's just give me a few minutes because I'm not going to be talking. I'm going to be scanning your skin. It gives you time to to do what you need to do and look at your notes without your client seeing what you're doing. It gives you time to, to train, to have a thorough eye. It's very, very important as a new esthetician that you train your eye to look for things because automatically you're not knowing. You don't know what to look for. You need to have that list beside you that says, what skin type am I looking at? Do they have large pores? You know, do they have melasma? Look at their neck. Look at their decollete. Don't be afraid to put your hands on your client. You know, have have a good, a good sort of a firm, touch your client. Don't be, you know, don't be afraid to do that. But also don't be afraid to speak to them and just tell them, I need a couple of minutes. I want to be really thorough today. Everything you do in that treatment room you know, you are the professional. You don't ask your clients. You don't ask your clients about their skin. Um, you know what what they feel. You can certainly ask them what's bothering them about their skin. But you take control and you tell your client. You stay in that position of being the professional and telling your client what's going on and why that's going on with their skin. And you know, talk to them. So let them. You know, talk to them about how they feel about their skin. And address everything they've said. If they've said, you know, I don't like my pores, you need to tell them, you know, what's going on with their pores as to and how they can make their pores better. You need to address their concerns. Even if to you it's not a big concern, you still need to address it because it's what it, what's bothered, you know, bothers them. And you need to follow up. You know, you need to prescribe. Don't be don't be afraid to. Tell your clients what products they need to use at home because if you're not telling your clients what products to use at home, they're going to go somewhere else and have someone else tell them. So don't be afraid to sell product because, you know, that's that's part of being a five-star esthetician. And don't be afraid to tell your client when you want to see them next. That's also part of being a five-star mm -hmm. esthetician. You need to tell your clients what to do. They need to hear from you and they want to hear from you. So being a five-star esthetician is really important and, and it is a package. It, it is, you know, as I said, it's, it really is a package from the time they walk in to the time they leave. You want to feel like you've done your best and, and being your best is these things that I just mentioned. You, you need to train yourself to be able to execute all of those things in with every client. It's very important. So well said, Nerida. I think you just hit on so many awesome points, having confidence and the authority to give people a program, not being afraid to say, I need some time, let me get back to you. I think that's so important in any business. Narada, I'd love to hear just specifically, what does the five-star method entail? Uh, the five-star method is, um, first, it's preparation. And the first step is preparation. And preparation is what we talked about. It's about making sure that, you know, that you are dressed 
your hair should be back off your face, your nails, your presentation is very important. You have a clean uniform, um, you know, that, that you, you don't go to work with no makeup on. You have to have something on your face. You know, you want to look, you know, and, and feel your best because that's how you're going to perform. It's just, you know, going to flow into the performance of what you do. So your preparation with your tools is, is knowing your products and, and understanding what your products do. It's not just about having a product that on the box it says, you know, this is an anti-wrinkle cream. It's like, well, tell me why it's an anti-wrinkle cream for me. Like you want to be able to have tools that you know and understand how they work. You want to know a few ingredients in each product and, and you want to know how those ingredients affect the skin so that regardless of the, the age of the client coming in or their skin type, you know what you're going to be using on that client. So preparation is very important, that your room is beautiful when your client walks in, that, that it feels inviting. The second step is about skin analysis, the importance of analysing skin. And like I said before, it's important, especially when you're in USD and you're starting out, it's important to say to your client in the beginning, you know, I'm going to be, I want to be really thorough with your skin today and I'm going to be looking at every square inch of your face. So please give me a couple of minutes. I'm going to put some goggles over your eyes. I'm going to bring the light over and I'm going to share with you what I see that's what's going on with your skin. It's just going to take me a couple of minutes. Then you have that little notepad beside you that, that's got all those little points on it that you're going to force your eye to look at. Do they have blackheads? Do they have pustules? Do they have papules? Um, do they have facial hair? Whatever, you know, you have this list beside you that forces you to look. Because as I said in the beginning, when you first start, you don't know what to look for. So it's really important that you have that list and being really thorough with skin analysis. The third step is the treatment. And it's about, you know, how you go about doing your treatment, what you're going to be doing on that client. Do you have an hour or do you have 90 minutes? Or have you only got 30 minutes to work on this client? What are you going to be doing on your client? And it's, it's the treatment itself, it's, it's the, the cleansing, it's the exfoliation, it's, you know, am I going to be using steam? Do they have heat? Are they expelling heat? Do I feel heat in their skin? Because if I'm feeling heat, I'm not going to be using steam on them. And, and it's all of these things, it's the treatment itself, it's, it's the massage, it's the extraction, and, you know, how, how to treat the skin after extractions. I want to shrink those pores, I've I've cleaned them, now's the time to shrink them, and it's the mask. Am I going to be layering my masks? Am I, what kind of mask am I going to use? Because every, every step has a purpose on that client's skin. So you should have several different masks. And, and if somebody says to you, well, why are you using that mask, Nerida? I'm going to tell you exactly why I'm using that mask on this client and, and, and how it's going to benefit her skin. The fourth step, is the um, regimen and it's it's about prescribing it's about telling your client setting up a regimen that's right for that client and and explaining to them why they need to be using this and why they need to be you know using these products and maybe in the beginning you're just telling them you want them to use three products because their acid mantle is destroyed and their, their ph levels and you need to get them back to basics 
So maybe I'm going to say, you know what, I just want you to use these three products for the next two weeks. Then I'm going to introduce something else. And by the way, any everything that you're putting on your face at home, you can't use it right now. You need to put it all aside and you're going to do this for two weeks. And I'm going to check on you in a week. I need you to reach out to me, send me a picture of your skin. Tell me how you're feeling about your skin. You know, so it's the, the regimen is very, very important because it's it's that follow-up to the treatment that what they're doing at home that is crucial for the success of their skin. And then the last step, the fifth step, is about the education. It's about going out there and learning and, and learning in things that are interesting to you. You know, foot reflexology and bush essences were not, they, they were interesting to me, but they're not things that I want to do necessarily now in my life. I, I did learn to have a lot of respect for, you know, aromatherapy and bush essences because they're incredibly powerful on many different levels within all of us. But is it key for me in what I'm, I want to work on with my clients? No, it is not. What is key in my business is I need to get results and I need my client to get results and see results within a very short time. And, and I need to do that in a way that if someone has come to me with acne, I want, you know, six months down the track, I want you to be able to look at their skin and just say there is no way that person ever had acne. So I'm in it for the long haul. I'm in it for long term. I'm not in, in any, you know, anything I do. It is not about buffering and thinning back the skin, being that the skin gets thinner as we get older. It is about building a strong foundation and keeping your skin strong and sturdy for your future because we are living longer now. So this is very, very important. So education is about studying things that are interesting to you and that make sense to you. That is a very important part of being a five-star esthetician. Yeah, I think that, I mean, all of that is so, so beyond important. And I'm so glad that um, that you walked us through that five-star method, because I think that a lot of times when you know new estheticians graduate and they get into their first spa job, there's so much emphasis on, um, you know, first I do the cleanse and then I do the uh, steam and exfoliate and mask. And they just have these, these steps that they want to do and do this, you know, quote unquote, perfect facial. When I think in reality, a perfect facial really is what you're saying about um, each individual client looking at their skin, learning their skin and, and doing what they need, not necessarily what's written out for you from the manufacturer of the skincare line that you're using. Absolutely. I mean, look, I cannot say this enough. And, you know, and it's why I work for myself. You know, I was hired to go and build a, a, a five-star hotel to build a five-star spa in that hotel. And, and that was successful. And now I've left after seven years of, of doing that. But the reason being, and, and even then I still had my own business, you know, outside of that. But what's very important, and I, I really want people to hear what I'm saying here. When you are in beauty school, you use certain products in beauty school. You have people come in that talk about their products and listen to what they're saying, listen to their philosophies. When you get out there and you go work for a spa, sometimes you don't have a lot of choices. You, are, you're, you go to work for a spa, maybe they're using a certain product and you have to work with that product. Sometimes those products, they don't cater to every skin type. And I've been in this situation many times. But the, the thing I will tell you is that 
you know, you have to learn, you know, and figure out what is going to work for you. Because even when I've worked in a five-star spa where we had a set menu, Nerida was still doing her custom treatment within that menu. And even when people would come in and, and say, I mean, I'm going to give you an example, okay? I worked in a spa where we had the brand La Prairie. And La Prairie is, a, is an, an, a wonderful line. It's a commercial line. It's very high, highly fragranced. And it, you know, it's a very, very nice line. But it's not a treatment line. Nerida is a treatment person. I am about getting results and I want to work with those people that are suffering. Now, I am, I am here working with La Paris. I have a spy come in. When you work for these brands, they send spies out to look oh. to make sure that you're doing the La Paris facial the way that the La Paris train. Now, Nerida is going to do the La Paris facial. Yes, I'll use a few of their techniques and do, you know, things that, but it's going to be what makes sense to me because if my hands don't work in the way that some trainer showed me, who, by the way, is doesn't do hands-on work and certainly hasn't worked anywhere close to what I have in my time, I will do a couple of those moves if they feel right to me. But if they do not, if they don't feel right to me, they are not going to feel right for that client. So I am going to do what feels right to me because that facial has to be fantastic, okay? Now, the one thing that this woman came back and said was that she did not prescribe the platinum line to me. She prescribed the marine line to me. Therefore, this was her only complaint about the facial. And when they called me into the office to say to me, Nerida, you should have prescribed the most expensive line to her. I said to them, you have to be kidding me, right? You know, I am a professional. This job that I do as an esthetician is very important to me. And I'll be damned if I'm going to prescribe something because it costs more money and you, the spa, is going to make more money from something that is inaccurate because I prescribed to her what was right for her skin. And by the way, if you don't like it, then I do not belong here. I'm telling you this story because this is very important. You have to stand up for what you believe in. And if something isn't right to you, you stand up and you say why. Because let me tell you something, as a spa owner, if I had somebody say that to me, I would say, good for you. Wow, I'm so glad I have this girl here because she really cares about what she's doing and she cares about the clients. And it would, I would feel so honoured to have somebody working for me like that. So as a new esthetician coming out, I want you guys to, to have courage to, to figure out what makes sense to you. And you know what? If you're working in a place where they just want to push you down, and, and push you in different directions and tell you to sell something because it's what costs the most money, you need to go work somewhere else. And by the way, maybe you should need to go work for yourself because it doesn't cost a lot of money to set up your own space. You know, if you get to a place where, I mean, you know, you have all seen, I hardly have any equipment and I could set up shop anywhere. It's about what you do. It's about the work that you do. It's about how you talk to your clients. And it's about how you educate your clients. Don't be pushed around. 
and and to be made to you know to feel less of because that's that's not okay it just isn't right i that that is so so beyond perfect that you said that because i think that so many estheticians that work, you know, for larger spa companies or at resorts. Um, one thing that I learned in my previous job was that a lot of spa directors, especially in um, like resort atmospheres, a lot of them are, they're not skincare professionals, they're business professionals. That's right. And right. So their bottom line is to, is to make money, sell products, sell services. And and as an esthetician, I can't, I, I never worked for a, a resort or anything, but I couldn't imagine being in that position of having to, you know, not do what you feel is, is right in that situation. So I just, I'm so glad that you said that. Cause I think that's something really important. And, you know, if you're in that position, you got to find your way out if you're really unhappy with it. Absolutely. And, and by the way, selling is so easy. You know, if you believe in something Selling is so easy. It's it's not like, you know, you have to pull all the products out and say, here, this is what you need for your skin. It's like you if you are telling your client why they need to use this product and how is it going to benefit them, you have to make it personal. You know, and, and maybe you're not giving them everything. I mean, when people come to see me, they say, you know, give me everything that you think. And I say, well, let's talk about let's talk about your skin for a minute. Because looking at your skin right now, I can see that your cleanser is doing an amazing job. How much of that cleanser have you got left? Half of it? Well, let's continue. use the rest of it up. Your, cleansing, your cleansing is not my concern. What my concern is blah, 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 blah. Then that's what I give them. You know, I give them things. And then, you know, you don't want to, you want to be considerate of things, but you also want to be a little tough with them. And say, you know what, no, I'm not giving you everything right now because, you know, I need you to do this and I need you to make sure you're doing this really well. Once I can see you're doing this really well, then I'm going to give you this other thing. Because if you give somebody a bunch of things in the beginning and you don't tell them how to use it right or or even why they should be using it, I'm going to tell you right now, either number one, they're not going to come back or number two, they're not going to end up using those products because they're too scared to use them. There's so many, they don't even know what to do. They're going to use what they're familiar with. You're not going to win them over like that. You have to be tough. You've got to tell your clients what to do and why they need to do that. It's very important. That's why, you know, the fourth step about regimen is so important. You you have to really talk to your clients and, and basically hold their hand, you know, to... to you know, make sure they're writing notes or that you're writing one, two, step one, two, three on the box of the product that you're giving them. And, you know, and tell them to reach out to you and let let them, you know, let you know how they're doing. It's very important. Home care is very, very important. And it's not just important for the results that they're getting at home. It's important for the success of your work. It's important for the success of building a clientele. It's your your you prescribing is crucial to being a five-star esthetician. Nerida, I love everything you're saying. I want to ask for the SD out there who is listening and thinking, if I'm too tough, I may be faced with, you know, criticism where the client may not like it. 
What's your response to that? Have you ever been in a position where somebody doesn't like being given a program or told to change up what they're doing? Absolutely. Um, I will tell you that, you know, what's very important here is that you have to know your tools. You can't be tough if you don't know what you're talking about. You can be tough when you know what you're talking about. So you have to be sensitive to, you've got to be a good reader of your client's body language. If a client comes in, they lie down on the table. And by the way, you don't want to be encouraging conversation here. But, you know, when you first look at a client's skin, I will get up from behind the table and go and look at them. And even if they have their eyes closed in the beginning, I'm looking at them and, I'm, and I tell them, I want to talk about your skin right now. I want to tell you what I see. Now, if my client at that time is not showing really interest or doesn't open her eyes, I'm going to cut that conversation pretty short and I may leave it till the end because sometimes a client needs to feel your hands before they feel confident in thinking to themselves, wow, she really knows what she's doing. Sometimes if I have a client that I feel is not going to listen to me because for whatever reason, maybe I'm young and I look young and I was young starting out in, you know, in beauty school and, and maybe, you know, they're, they're just not responding to me very well. I'm going to do my facial first and they're, they're, I'm going to try again at the end of the facial and I'm going to try and talk to them. Now, if, that, if they're just not interested and I can tell that and I've got a pretty tough clientele of all levels, um, I've had those people then I'm not going to say a whole lot and I'm just going to say it was wonderful meeting you. Enjoy your day. But I can tell you what, that person will be back to see you again. And maybe they're not going to open up to you the first or the second or even the third time. But there will be a time that when they want to know about that eye area and some every time that person would come in, I would just say, you know what, your skin looks amazing. Your eyes are a little bit dry today. If you're not using your eye product twice a day, I really need you to use your eye product. If you don't have an eye product, I, I'm suggesting that you get one. And if you, you, you know, you can get one today, I'm going to give you an eye cream. Now, there's ways of being able to do things. You may not go at them at the full gamut, but, but you can wean your way into them and then they're going to be a client forever. Now, I will tell you, I have been very tough and my clients know I'm tough and they know I'm very honest and I can't be anything but that. Because when a client comes in, I need them to know everything. I need them to know how long it's going to take for their skin to see certain results. And I need to, I need to tell them everything that I see. And at that point, it's up to them. But I will tell you, there was one client that came in to see me. And she's in her 70s. She was an Olympic champion, a swimmer. And she continued doing, she wasn't interested in so much about using stuff on her face. She did little bits and pieces, but wasn't really interested in product. She had already had three facelifts and necklifts and just kept on going. And one day she came in to see me and she said to me, Nerida, he did not pull my neck tight enough. And she showed me in her neck. She pulled her skin on her neck and I, I couldn't take it. I went and got a mirror. I put it in front of her and I said, I need you to look at yourself right now in this mirror. Now, this woman being an Olympic champion was outside a lot. She was very lean, she was very muscular, and she was very tanned. And that tanning and all of that sun, that UVA completely destroys and makes the skin loose. This woman's face 
now because after three facelifts at 30, uh, sorry, 76, after three facelifts at 76, had a permanent smile. Her neck she had pulled so tight, it was hideous. And I said to her, I need you to tell me what you see when you look at yourself right now in this mirror. And I said, because you cannot make your face and your neck any more different from your decollete in your body right now. Because I just couldn't take it. And by the way, did I ever see this woman again? No, I did not. And I hope she found someone that can fluff her all the way into wherever she's going. But there are some people I just, you know, I've had many celebrities on my table. And, you know, and there are many of them that will never come back to me because, by the way, I do not take another person off my table to put a celebrity on. So when people would call me and say, I'm flying in from New York and I need to be your first appointment tomorrow morning. If I did not have a space for that person, that they were not going to be my first appointment. So it, it's how I work and it's it's how I don't do things for free. If I do things co co complimentary, it is because like somebody the other day cancelled a skin consultation with me because they were just let off, put off their job. They were just let go. I called her up and I said, let's schedule your skin consultation. And she said, but I, I, I can't I can't pay. I, I called, I emailed to say I, I can't pay. And I said, that's absolutely fine. We're going to give you your skin consultation. I do an enormous amount of things for people. But when I'm asked to do certain things by certain people that are demanding and very un, not thoughtful of other people, I, I don't jive like that. That's not how I run my mm -hmm. business and it's not who I am as a person. The clients I have are extraordinary. They're extraordinary people on all levels they're powerful women on all levels powerful men on all it, it's not it's not how i work so i am very strong in some areas and if some people expect things for nothing because they're a celebrity and they get they get things free everywhere they go it is not my clientele i've had them before but if they come to see me they are paying for my service <laughs> and that's just the way it is it's, I think, a really important lesson for Estes to know their worth because it's, you know, it's your physical labor. It's a job you pour your heart and soul into and you want those clients who appreciate that. Let, let, let me just tell you something here. My client, Jennifer Gardner, has been my client for almost 20 years. Do you know throughout this whole COVID, and she'll probably kill me for saying this, but you know throughout <laughs> this whole COVID time, that she has Venmoed me money saying, this is for the facial I wish I was having with you today. Oh, bless her. Can you believe this? I mean, on top of it, not just her, but other clients of mine saying, I'm buying facials in advance. I'm doing this. I have a lot. My, my clients are truly extraordinary. I have extraordinary people. and But I will tell you, not only is Jennifer Gardner incredibly generous on with everybody that she knows and sends all kinds of people. I mean, you you name all these people in to have treatments and to, uh, but but this is this is the kind of client that I have. And by the way, even if I tried to do something free on her, tried to, she would never ever allow it. Hmm. You see, and and it's yeah. just. And yet I, I can't name other people and other people that have been in my life. But let me just tell you, there has been many. That has been a very, very different experience. Yeah, very I think different. that's 
I think that's a really important highlight to to make as well that it's almost like you're crafting your own clientele. Yeah. Um, by by basically what you what you allow in your treatment room and how you conduct yourself. When I used I used to work for um, for Hyatt at a front desk, just like you know, a, just a temporary job. And um, we one issue that I saw a lot was we would have people come into the into the hotel. They would complain about this, complain about that. They would get free stuff, and then they would come back you know, a few months later or the next year and do the same thing and expect yes. more free things. Yes. And I think that, I, I, you know, after a time I was like, my God, we're breeding these people. This is, they know that they can get free stuff. They can get away with a lot. Um, you know, so they come back and that's just what they do and what they expect. So it's like, you know, same principle with your clientele in the spa that you, you have to set those boundaries and, and create your ideal clientele. You really do because even like if you're, you know, in, in a salon, it's very important that everybody hear this. If you are doing a 60-minute facial, you need to have that client out in 60 minutes because if if one day you go over 15 minutes and because they're pushing you to do a little bit more massage or they're pushing you for something and you feel like you have to do it, let me tell you, the next time they come back, they're going to think you're shortchanging them if you just give them a 60-minute, excuse me, 60-minute facial. And by the way, if you work in a spa where there's other people, if there's someone that always goes over and then that person, that client goes to another therapist the next time, they're going to think that person's shortchanging it. It's very important you stay true to your time. And it's something that's very important. And it takes, you know, it's something to, to when you're starting out from as a new esthetician, watch your time, pace yourself, make sure. And if they need longer, if they need longer because you can't get through extractions, you just have to tell your client, you know, today I did a 60-minute facial on you, but I really needed to do a 90-minute. Next time you come in, please book for a 90-minute because I want to be more that we have to get the rest of these blackheads out. We've got to do blah, blah, whatever it is. You have to communicate this to your client, but be good on your timing because otherwise people are going to think when you get busier, they're, short, they're being shortchanged. Very important thing. Maybe we could ask you about what is one of the biggest challenges you faced as an SD? I know it's it's a broad scope. The biggest challenge I, I face as an esthetician is, I'll tell you what it is. It's it's about being, um, it's about what, I, what I'm doing right now. It's about, you know, why I started my YouTube channel uh, three and a half years ago. It's about... Um, it's, it's, it's about trying to help people understand things because there's so much information out there that is not accurate. The reason, you know, my biggest challenge is coming to America is that the medical industry is very powerful here. In Australia where I was and, you know, I started my business and I had two businesses, um, you know, until I was 29, until I came to America, um, you know, I, I as an esthetician in Australia was looked up to more than estheticians are looked up to over here. So when I came over here, I couldn't believe that people would go to a dermatologist to, to treat their skin with pimples mm -hmm. and, and uh, with acne. And I felt that, wow, like, but that's what I do. Like, why don't people come see me here? Um, the, the esthetician community, um, needs to be so elevated in this country 
and the you know the education and the the courage and the the you know the things that I'm I'm doing and I'm trying to do through everything that I'm doing is about elevating estheticians in this country because I believe that you know that when people take pills for acne and then they come see me you know 6 or 8 years later and they're still taking pills and they still have acne you know what that's just not acceptable to me so i i feel that you know that the lack of understanding about skin health in this country blows my mind the lack of understanding that food you know people say food doesn't affect the skin there's no evidence to say that food affects the skin it's like you have to be kidding me right because i change people's skin all the time within a very short time and a huge part of that is of take you know taking people off certain foods so mm-hmm. the the lack of understanding and the lack of wanting to understand the quick fix in this country the the amount of prescription pills that is given out for skin conditions is insane to me and and so you know i am on a big mission to educate and to to help people understand that you know taking a pill for acne as in a in your 20s is going to affect you somehow in your 40s it's going to affect you later in life if not before then that you know i mean they're necessary medication and and things are necessary for certain things absolutely but they're given out too freely for things that is is just a band-aid for something that's really going on and that is not okay it's just not okay so um yeah I think it's could not agree more and it's it's really sad we're ju- we're just living in a culture of treating symptoms and not the root cause. I have so many clients who don't even know that spironolactone is a blood pressure medication yes. or aren't really aware of the long-term risks of Accutane yes. and not to say dermatologists don't have a place in treating skin conditions. I think there's a place for both of us, but I think so often estheticians are undermined, like you're saying, in America, and there's not enough emphasis on treating the skin first, seeing if we can do absolutely everything we can with treatments and good home care, good lifestyle choices to make sure people are in the best possible place first before we start handing out prescriptions yes exactly it's you know it definitely is working alongside I I just you know when I when I was in Australia as I said before it just wasn't people just did not go to a dermatologist unless you know they had a skin cancer a basal cell or a you know squamous cells or something more serious or um I mean, there's so much more one can do in certain countries that we can't do over here anyway, especially with things like, you know, papillomas, skin tags, different things. Um, and, and it's okay that, you know, they should be te- checked and everything should be tested before it's removed. But it's um, but it just there the really needs to be um, more um, communication, more work working together with dermatologists here. I, I really you know that's as I said a big mission for me 
Yeah, I think that's wonderful. And I think that just a little note to all of our new estheticians that are listening, you know, I think that we should all feel empowered. I mean, we, though we don't have an MD, there's so much that we can do to affect and change the skin. And I think it's, it's a really beautiful thing. And and I think we should all feel empowered and, and work in conjunction with dermatologists, like you were saying. So, you know, there there are some things that just a a derm, like, you know, Guffy Ranky used to call um, call me up and I've helped them develop certain lines um, over the years. And, and they would always say, you know, Nerida, when you, what I can give you things, you can tell us within a few days, you know, where it's going, what it's doing to the skin that, that takes, you know, a lot of um, work on the back end, uh, you know, three to six months in other areas. You know, when you work with your hands, like we work with our hands, and every body's different, every physical body is different, every, you know, every skin type, you know, has other underlining things that we have to look at and, you know, what, what subconditions are and, and what's going on on the inside for that particular person. It's, you know, we have such an enormous tool like being able to work with our hands is such a privilege and and we get to be able to feel and touch and and you know it's it's really wonderful because we we know so much that nobody else they don't have that same knowing you know there is some things that we as estes we just know because we work with skin we manipulate it we you know there's there's just so much that we know that you can't know if you're not touching skin and you're not working with product and you're not seeing those clients repeatedly you know so it, it's such a we have you know such a blessing for us really yeah absolutely I think that's beautiful and perfectly said. And I think that's a wonderful place to send us off. So Narada, can you tell us where our listeners can find you if they're not already following you? Absolutely. Well, on Instagram, I am my Ask mm-hmm. Narada Joy. Um, I have a, my website is the um, educateyourskin.com. And, you know, I have my YouTube channels the same, Ask Nerida Joy. That's just A-S-K, Ask Nerida Joy. And, uh, yeah, they're my big platforms that can direct people in any direction um, to get a hold of me or anything that I'm doing. Absolutely. Perfect. You guys have to check out Nerida's YouTube and Instagram. Lauren and I are constantly looking to you, Nerida. And there's such a wealth of hands-on tutorials and knowledge you just don't always get in a classroom. So Narita, thank you so much for sharing with that. I've learned so much from watching your skin consultations on YouTube, your extractions, you get so specific with the information. So we really, really appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for the opportunity of just being able to come on and say my piece because I, you know, I, I, I want people to you know, understand our, our business is such a beautiful, beautiful business. And, you know, we we have a place and a very important place in in this world. And uh, and just, you know, as, as, I, as I said before, what my dad said, just go out there and just every day be the best you can. It's, uh, it's really just be the best you can. Oh, I love that. Well, perfect. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And thank you, Narita, so much for coming on with us. We will absolutely have to have you on again. And I hope everybody has a, yeah, hope everybody has a great weekend. 
and we'll see or a, a week wherever whenever you guys are listening to this and we will talk to you guys in the next one